Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. Cycling is the man machine. It's about dynamics. Continuing straight ahead. Forwards, no stopping. He who stops falls over. Always forward. Here in Melbourne on this banky Monday morning, there's hardly a breath of air. All the gardens are growing. You're listening to the... Uh, sorry. I was trying to slide something else in there, but I'm going to leave it alone. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR, located up at the Paris end of Smith Street. So I'm going to forever be wondering what that was now. You gave me the sideways look and yeah. No, 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 no I'm just trying to bring the uh, cadence down Get that heart rate down a little bit So we can sit down and talk about the meaningful things in life Bicycles, Bicycles. That quote this morning, uh, quite apt, comes from um, Ralph Hoot uh, I can never pronounce these What's that funny little two dots on the top of a U in German? Umlau Huta that quote from Ralph Hooter, who those in the know remember, is one of the founders of Kraftwerk. Particularly, anyway, um, it's a lovely day here today. And joining us, uh, Faith and myself here on the show this morning, Randall Stevens, our resident poet, 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 <laughs> cyclist, cyclist, interrupter. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be back. It's a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Faith, you must have a bike moment to share with us. Let's move on. I've got a couple. Yep. Um, uh, I'm trying to, yeah. I think I went... pick sometimes, <laughs> I went up to Albury uh, on the weekend and uh, um, haven't been up there for years. Caught the train up 
rode into Southern Cross, put my bike on the train, and uh, got off at Albury and uh, walked out, expecting the familiar vista, and uh, nearly fell over. Right outside the station, there's an enormous bike shop, cycle station, and right next to it, a very welcoming-looking cafe, Musette Cafe. And uh, sat down to have a coffee, and it's just full of people pulling up with loaded panniers and talking about their trips and bikes and just thought, wow, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Bicycles got to Albury before the cane toads came down from the north. It's a, And it would be, I would suggest that Albury would be great for cycling. Yeah. Uh. It's it's. Very uh, flat, except for that one big hill. Um, there's a lot of new bike paths. I was surprised by that. A lot of people on bikes uh, just during the course of the day getting around from A to B. Um, and uh, three big bike shops. So for the size of the town it is, yeah. there's uh, a lot going on. And talking to some of the guys in the bike shops, you know, people buying electric bikes, Bromptons, you know, it's not – there's a lot of bunch rides, big yeah. bunch rides. But, but it's um, not a roadie sort of mountain bike-led recovery. It's It seems to be, you know, pretty broad across the whole spectrum. So, uh, cool. yeah. Was, uh, um Yeah, again, uh, like Faith, it's, it's hard to pick one, but um, – uh, I, I finally carved out a bit of time a couple of weekends ago, and I rode what I think is all of anyway uh, the the entire Western Ring Road. Um, I came up Sydney Road. Uh, I went in one direction. I think I got about as far as um, the uh, Watsonia end, and then I rode right back. Uh, went around some suburbs I'd never um, seen or heard of before, and um, uh, ended up in Laverton. Laverton North, and then it connects with, I think, what is still the Federation Trail. Because I've, yep. I've ridden in from Werribee into the city a few times, and then I, I hit that familiar spot. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know this bike track. And went, uh, came in through the through the city, so it was about a seven or eight-hour ride in the end. And I got and I got home just, just before this thunderstorm hit. <laughs> so it was great. That is a bike moment. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Epic. <laughs> How the legs recovered? The, the Odyssey. Yeah, well, um, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing I thought I was going to wake up sore next day. No, it's fine. Uh, tougher than you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody who's been out riding either a couple of Melbourne's road riding spots, either Q Boulevard, Beach Road, uh, I'm going to say Yarra Boulevard, that flat there, mm. would be sort of uh, now au fait with every second bike's a time trial bike because everybody's training for triathlons and they all ride the you'll recognize the bikes with the forward projections and they're quite common my, my brother-in-law is continually trying to get me on strava to, to log times and all that but it's not, not quite my deal but hey that's all right <laughs> <laughs> anyway I saw the real use of a time trial bike when I was riding home on Saturday. I live a couple of narrow streets, so there's always little dog legs. I swing around the corner, young fellas coming the other way on the time trial bike with a large family-sized pizza on the two two forward positions. I thought, that is the best thing I've ever seen on one of those bikes. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. I'm burning off all those calories so I can pick up something on the way home. News and events. Let's start off in a little bit of a light-hearted manner. 
It is today the 16th of November, of which we all know is the anniversary of Albert Hoffman's bike ride from one place to another. Ah. 1938. Anyway, um, we should kick off first with uh, Melbourne City Council's bicycle strategy. The forum is on this Wednesday at 7.30 at Swanson Hall. That's Wednesday the 18th. I think... um, I think you're a little bit late to register a question. You're not too late to do the survey. With The survey closes on the 20th of November, but there's a forum on this week. Yeah, and if you do want to have a look at the draft uh, bike plan, it's up online at participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au and uh, you can also there find the form for putting in a response to any part of it. There's an interactive map that shows you, you know, what exists, what they're planning, what it entails. So it's uh, pretty easy to take a look and um, put some, have some feedback on it, if, even if you can't get to the forum on uh, Wednesday. And you've got, as Val said, until the 20th to do that. And it's a quite a detailed study, so I'm not saying you need to spend three hours to it, but certainly um, get some input in it because I think the last time this happened was at the Swanson Street when they put it out for get people to respond to it and fill in surveys. And um, the overwhelming... What happened in the end was the overwhelming majority of what people wanted, which is a good way to do it. And some of the key points it covers this time, they're looking at increasing bike parking in the city. uh, Another thing is uh, uh, installing counters at major entryways into the city from other suburbs. Ah, Like the one outside Velo. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also um, starting to work more on the small connections, especially... uh, so from home to school to shops, those sorts of uh, connections that get people on the bike throughout the day. So beyond mm. the the big commuter routes yep. are starting to make all those smaller connections, which I think will make it much more accessible for a lot more people. So well worth having a look at and giving your feedback on. And if... Um the experience of overseas cities or anything to go by. I mean, if New York can change some of the way they run traffic and foot traffic in the inner city. Yeah, because there's still quite a few like missing links and little little black holes here and there. I mean, it's it's great to have that. Um, are we calling it Copenhagen Lane? You know, but uh, down Latrobe. But but still, just getting across the CBD in some of those areas can still be really tricky. Mm, yeah, they can be. Fill in the form. If you uh, want to, um, you can do it on the web. Go to the forum if you want to. Go to the forum and hear what the general plan behind is. And we're trying to put together a couple of shows after this comes out um, to get a couple of people representing either the Melbourne City Council on talk about how it's going to be implemented and what the next step is from here. Um one un, an unfortunate tragedy happened in Millowar. It must have been on the Sunday last week or Monday, um, where a cyclist on a Audax ride was um, um, hit by a car. Same direction collision, which are becoming much more prevalent. Um, without um, wanting to cause any offence to anybody, because I don't know the gentleman's name, the only thing there were a couple of uh, disturbing little aspects of it. 
and I've got to say, disturbing enough, the Bicycle Victoria or Bicycle Network made a comment on it. One was a comment from one of the local policemen saying he should have been wearing high vis and he shouldn't have been on the road, and a rather mm. disturbing comment from one of the local doctors that he actually shouldn't have been on the road and on a cycling path. And there was some suggestion that the style of bike the gentleman was riding had something to do with the death. It's We're going backwards here if we think that the road is just the spot for cars and nobody else. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I got I got hit uh, on Separation Street in Northcote by a car turning right uh, into a driveway. So you know, facing me, clear view, um, and uh, <laughs> it seemed this we had a long and complex negotiation about uh, if if this person was even going to pay for the expenses of fixing the bike, yet alone you know my injuries, um, and. Yeah, it, it's still um, it's still so tricky to get you know police assistance in these matters, and it's it's quite uh, you know biased as far as um, where the help goes, I suppose. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's I mean if you're driving yeah. down the road in broad daylight, you can see what's ahead of you. Mm. Yeah, and I mean we talked the last show we did about sharing things. Yeah. Um, Bicycles are allowed to be on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this, in this instance, there was a bike lane there, and I mean, I I, I drive myself in a, in a in a work car up and down, and I see a lot of school kids uh, going up there in the, those times of day, and it's a bit scary to think that um, that you know that, that's happening every. I, I see a lot of near misses all the time, you know. Hmm. Well, it's that thing we've encouraged that idea with drivers that um, the road should be emptied of everything. To allow free passage for them, but yep. in reality, you've got to be, especially out in the country, there could be cows on the road, there could be right. pedestrians walking along us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, the road is a, a yeah, like you said, it's a, a shared space. I know, but we're not good at sharing, so let's move <laughs> on. It was interesting this morning. When you walk up to a pedestrian crossing, I know some pedestrian crossings, the green man comes on all the time. Mm. But most of the time, a pedestrian crossing, to get the green man, you, hit you, the, you have to hit the button, and you have to hit the button so a time frame before the lights are due to change. Mm. You know, you can't hit it when the lights turn green and you get a green man. It doesn't, you know, if mm. I'm standing at the pedestrian and I don't hit the mm. button yep. and the light turns green, and red man, if I push the button that doesn't turn green, yeah. you actually have to wait for the next light cycle yep. to get across the road. So it's perfectly understandable that somebody walks up to a pedestrian crossing, like I saw this morning, and obviously has no time to push the button. The lights turn green. They go to walk across the road, and the left turner on the road starts beeping the horn <laughs> at them and nearly runs over them because they weren't at the lights in time to push the button. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that the idea that the road is just for cars, and actually if you're a pedestrian, I'll tell you when you can cross. Anyway. I do like, there's a, there's quite a few pedestrian crossings in Brunswick where um, even if the light is already green and you miss that moment and yep. you walk up and hit it, it will instantly turn. Oh. And it's a nice way to yeah, give the drivers turning left a little bit of a... I think the corner of, is it Albert and Sydney? Because I, I make a hook turn there. Um, and also along Ligon. Ah, right. So it's, it's areas where they're, they're trying to prioritise pedestrian movements. Mm. Um, so no. that's a, a light 
signal that works in a different way. It's you a can, glimmer, you can it's that a thing glimmer in the dark. Let's, <laughs> let's get that. Well, the same things with the green bicycle, the 35 seconds, 40 seconds before the light yeah. turns green. Give bicyclists a chance to get across the intersection before the rush from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back in after this break. Just talk about a couple of little things that are happening in the bicycle world. Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 de tu dial AM. صدای ما را از رادیو 3CR 855 AM می‌شنوید. Kính thưa quý vị, đây là đài phát thanh 3CR trên làn sóng AM 855. Kính mời quý vị đón nghe. Watai wahad negeri Senisan waradiah jalidaha at 3CR mujadisas dit bokol continuation AM. Each week Tricar broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 94198377. The number is again 94198377. just got my bicycle serviced and now I'm nervous. I, I picked her up this evening, this demon cleaned and parts replaced, components upgraded, scores to settle, heavy metal that shines like jewellery, purrs like a kitten, grumbles like an elephant, cost me like a couple of weeks of my pay. She doesn't play nice with the other vehicles. She's been feeling that winter neglect, holding a grudge. She can smell a car door opening a mile away and doesn't like it rides up gutters like they aren't there they don't exist neither does dark or fatigue or uphills downhills exist though and she squeals with glee whenever we see one she doesn't care about her rider she's just using me to get herself from a to b she never gets tired but makes me that way demands respect seldom returns are powered by sweat but doesn't recognize that herself as hard as i breathe standing on her pedals there's no end to her greed it's the insatiability of those simple mechanics she needs no battery no petroleum my calories alone is all she costs to run like the world's oil could disappear oceans die the air could become unbreathable she wouldn't care she just keeps eating up the ground barely making a sound knowing it all belongs behind her she's stubborn and unstoppable and unforgiving and i love her but don't tell her i said any of this because she'll hurt me she's a mean old horse with a vicious temperament stubborn and unforgiving she'll never exactly be a traffic stopper but then again she never will be stopped by traffic either well thank <laughs> <laughs> <But>, you Ren <laughs> that was uh, one of the first poems I ever wrote and I, it's still about the bike that I still have today so. she hasn't left you yet no, no well, I hope that if I've locked it up properly you 20 minutes up the front of me great <laughs> she's not auditioning new staff <laughs> So I try, I try to look after her. Um, well, you've done a bit of work on that, that same bike, of course. Oh, you know, only in a sort of hands-off sort of manner. I'm, you know, <laughs> what's that rule? Don't touch the bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, what are we? 
It was, I mean, it was, it was just funny because, you know, for years I would try and explain to people, you know, um, and this is how I end up writing a lot of stuff. It's just like you uh, – what's the deal? What, why why is it so important to you? And you finally just get get out a piece of writing that can perfectly nail. It's like, you know, that's why. That's why I like riding my bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, quite poetry in motion on, on the weekend, but um, I was up in Bright for uh, – the B24, which I think uh, plenty of people there would have uh, been able to identify with that poem. There was uh, lots of well-loved bikes there. Yeah. Was, um, I think we had the guys on the show last year about the bright 24-hour yes. mountain bike event. Yep. Which was, um, it's one of these endurance events, but with a nice angle in that there's an esprit de corps category that means it can be very inclusive and lots of people can go in it, mm. including, like, you know, people who've never been on a mountain bike before. <laughs> <laughs> and and we weren't the only ones in that category, I have to say. There's um, quite a few people from... And one thing I really liked about it, I thought, because you, you have your different tr- cycling tribes and a nice thing that's happened over the last few years is that the edges are all a bit blurred and pe- yep. they're very fluid and people uh-huh. are moving across very yep. easily. And for an endurance mountain bike event, this event does that very well. So you, you get your the guys who are doing the solo 24 hours and the teams who are doing it traditional very seriously. And then in the Esprit de Corps category, teams like... Um, so the team Treadley which yep. was our team, had three uh, riders who've done some mountain biking, quite experienced, uh, two 12-year-olds and an adult <laughs> who's never been on a mountain bike in their life. There you we know? go. And it, it meant, you know, there were fixie riders and roadies and, you know, a lot, everyone can have a go and have yeah. a bit of fun. It was a, a great uh, – it ended up being a lovely weekend. And uh, I think it would be year three of that event, so obviously it's got through the birthing process. And and really well. Like yeah. it, things – the organisation was what most people commented on, um, just how well organised it was for an event of that type. Uh, Lisa Jacobs, the Australian National Cyclocross Champion, she rode in uh, a team Catcher Kramer put together and did most of it on her cyclocross bike. And she was saying it was one of the best organised events she'd ever seen. But, you know, they had the dinner plane pump track down, so the kids were entertained oh, all day yeah, if they nice. weren't out. You know, there's food, um, lots of bike brands, and you could take bikes out for uh, a lap, do a lap yeah. on them. So we ended up, because we don't normally ride mountain bikes, my son doesn't have one, <laughs> and he and his <laughs> mate... <laughs> We went and got demo bikes from Specialized for them, and the Gareth from Specialized set them up really well. And as they were leaving, I, I asked him, "What do these bikes retail at? Eight grand each, <laughs> and they get to do a lap of the B twenty four on them." But um, it was an awesome weekend, and I'd highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for something a whole family or a really diverse range of friends can do. Um, and I should mention, like, I think in the, the men's solo winner was Shane Roberts, who's won it all three years, and the women's solo winner was Alexandra Orm. Treadley came sixth in our category with 20 nice laps. Work. Which yeah, was, yeah. Uh, 
pretty happy with. So, yeah, highly recommend that. It's a beautiful spot yeah. and a great event. Terrible spot, Brot. I'm more interested in get on the train, get off at uh, – where'd you get off? Wangaratta. Wangaratta. And just rode the rail trail to Bright. There you go. That's, that's How much the, did a ticket to Wangaratta cost you? Oh, look, I, I, I had been in Albury. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from oh, Albury yeah. to Wangaratta was $9. But Melbourne to Albury off-peak on the yeah, yeah, Thursday yeah. morning was $34. Yeah. And the bike's free. Yeah, okay. that's adult ticket fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No what, what I'm trying to say is, you know, you want a really, weekend in Bright, yeah. jump on the train. And there were other – when I caught the train up to Albury, there were three guys putting their bikes in and they did get off at Wangaratta or, or Wang as I learned to call it <laughs> and, um, and, and ride off. And, and the next day as I had gone back down to Wangaratta and was riding to Bright, they were coming back. Um, it's, and I, I actually – when I got off the train in Albury yeah. at this cafe, Cafe Musette, um, some of the – Tours I met, there's a family who um, uh, live this lifestyle of travelling by bike, stealth camping, um, yep. and they've written a book and they were doing their book tour by bikes wow. with their kids and a dog. So kids, Magic. multiple kids. I read a blog on those guys. So they were ago. riding up to the Blue Mountains. Yes. Uh, Patrick and Meg and, uh, and, and the book, which I haven't seen but sounds interesting, was The Art of Free Travel. Yes, and ah. uh, they were heading off up to. So they were talking about they do. They had two big, uh, like almost like the long tail cargo bikes. Right. Yep. Panniers, kid, dog. Um, oh, the kids not on bikes. No. Oh, quite sm- small young. children. Yep. Yeah. So uh, um, they were talking about the trains because they they don't a fifty kilometre day is a long day for them. Yeah. Um, so. They make use of the trains a lot, and they were you're saying how great it is in Victoria because whereas in New South Wales you you've Good, got oh to, yeah you got to box it like I've done yeah. that on my, my you got to box it to get, yeah. yeah yeah that's a whole other yeah ordeal. yeah and and you know in Victoria the dog the bikes everything can go in the luggage van and what sort of dog it was a little terrier a little. Uh, if, yeah. if it's the same family and I've seen the photos, I think it rides in a basket up the front. Yeah, if I yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was awesome. They were there and uh, they were doing, I think, some speaking engagements in Albury that day and this guy rocked up, Roy from Japan, who'd just ridden from Adelaide and, oh, wow. and uh. you know, he had a trailer and fully loaded and, yeah. Amazing. The bicycle is a man machine that brings people together, gets everybody to meet each other yeah. on, a different, on a same level but differently. Yeah, all doing different things and, and then you head down to Bright and there's all these dudes on mountain bikes. bikes and, and, uh, <laughs> Bright have looked terrible. There are a couple of events coming on up. Uh, full moon rides back in the swing of things, 26th of November. Ooh. And it's a ride, I think, from... Chicana. Chicana, then back down the Merry Creek, I presume. Midweek stage. ride, so not a long one. No, yeah, nice and short, so you're sharp for work the next day. <laughs> and all the details of that are up at bikefund.org.au. No, that's not us, bikefund.org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also coming up on the coming weekend is the More Arts Public Art Festival ah. is still on in Moreland, and mm-hmm. the Squeaky Wheel are running a series of rides. Um, 
There's already been one. There's three more to come, and the next one is on November the 22nd. So it'll be starting from Gowrie and heading down the upfield to look at different artworks along the way, accompanied by Jane O'Neill, who are... We'll be talking about the works we stopped to look at and there'll also be artists present to talk about their work. And I think you have to book for this You one, do have you to book. Don't. It's yep. completely free, but um, you can book at thesqueakywheel.com.au. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much to our guest, Randall Stevens, for joining us in the studio. Oh, thanks for having me in, guys. Pleasure mm-hmm. as always. <laughs> always a pleasure. And 3CR relies on donations from our listeners so if you'd like to subscribe or make a donation then you can do so at 3cr.org.au and next up is dirt radio and they'll be along you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to all the w's.3cr.org.au